0: The Lord is close to those who are brokenhearted. He saves those that are crushed in spirit. Have you, um, you ever been there? Do, do, do you feel that verse? Do you know what that is? We've been talking about this series about assurance, Right? And I told you I wasn't going to use the word and just keep that word going. But we're talking about how scripture gives us assurance of our connection with God. He is Christ because he is the anointed one that God appointed to take care of the sins of the world. He is Savior because he died on the cross and he followed through. But he is Lord when we give him undisputed possession of everything that we are. In thinking about this sermon over the last couple of weeks, I was reminded of a, of a chorus that you may not know. I remember this from when I was a kid. Some of you may remember it, some of you don't. You don't know it. You don't have to sing through the first time, just, just sort of, you know, Listen, but we're going to sing it through two, maybe three times. He is Lord.
1: He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen. rise yeah. is To.
0: Twice in Scripture that comes up. The first time is Isaiah 45, 23, where God says, there will come a point where every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. And then we have Paul in Philippians two ten and 11 that says the same thing. At the name of Jesus, at his feet, Everyone will bow. And the way I read it, that's everybody. Even those who deny him in this world. There will come a day when all of us will meet our maker and we will know truth. And if you think about it, that's the the proper response when we come into the Lord's presence, isn't it? That we follow our knees and we worship. Imagine this morning what it would be like when you get to fall on your knees in his presence There was a woman who got that privilege to worship at Jesus' feet. There's a little story written about her there in Luke 7 starting about verse 36. Somehow she had heard that Jesus was going to be at the home of Simon the Pharisee for a banquet. And she thought to herself, if I go over there, maybe I can see him. Knowing the custom of presenting a gift to a visiting dignitary, perhaps even thinking that her gift might somehow win her an audience with him, she went to her cabinet and she pulled out a gift fit for a king. A light colored stone jar containing perfume. The Pharisee's house wasn't very far. And as she walked in that direction, I can imagine that so many thoughts were going through her head. Could he be the one? She had heard of the many things, the many healings, the many miracles. In fact, just a couple of days earlier, he had raised a dead man from his funeral pyre back to life in the town of Nain. Certainly, he could be, but is he Messiah? And would he even recognize her presence? She knew her reputation. She knew what people whispered about her. She felt the glares and the, and the stares and the piercing of pointing fingers from across the street. She knew she was far from God. Everyone knew that she was sinful. What she did not know, what she was unsure of, is would she be welcome in the presence of such a humble and holy man? as you imagine for a moment when she got there dinner was in full swing servants and the women of the house were were standing off to the side and the men ate at the at the low table in the middle of the room the hosts and his guests were reclining on padded mats as was the custom with their head toward that center table and their feet pointing Outward and silently, she slipped in through the crowded courtyard that was outside of the house. And as everyone was laughing and talking and attending to the dinner table, she, she slipped into the house unnoticed. Looking around the table, her eyes fell on Jesus. And she moved around the edge of the room where she could move closer to him. And she's thinking, what am I going to do? Do I dare speak? Do, Do I interrupt the banquet? And when she got to where he was, emotion just overcame her. And she fell to the ground at his feet and started weeping, tears of joy at that moment mingled with tears of pain as they ran down her cheeks and fell on his feet, realizing the intrusion, she immediately wiped her tears off his feet with the only thing that she had, the dust and the dirt mattered, her hair, as she wiped her brokenness off his feet not knowing that in just a few days all of our brokenness would be put upon him as she opened the stone jar and poured the perfume on Jesus feet she didn't notice the hush that had, had filled the room. Where just a few minutes ago there was the sound of celebration everywhere. All of a sudden it's not celebration. It's, it's silence. As the sweet smell of her gift. Fit for a king filled the house. She didn't realize that Jesus had been watching her the whole time. He was looking at her. He was seeing her with loving eyes as she worshipped him. The silence was broken by Jesus' voice. As he said to his host, Simon, I have something to tell you. Two men owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 days wages and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debt of both. Now, which one of them would love him more? And the Pharisee replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. And Jesus agreed with him. And he turned to the broken woman at his feet and he said, Your sins are forgiven, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now I ask you friends isn't that what we all want? To have our Lord look into our brokenness to see us for what we are and to love us anyway? To tell us that we are forgiven? That we are valued? Don't we want to believe that we can Go in the peace of Christ. When the world around us is condemning us to know that Jesus is still willing to connect with us. Friend, if you have accepted Jesus as Lord of your life, and you've had your sins washed away in the waters of Christian baptism, Jesus has extended that same grace to you. If you haven't, he wants to extend it to you. Your debt that Jesus canceled on the cross of Calvary Let me ask you, friend, was it large or was it small? Or maybe the better question is, could you have paid for it yourself? And how is it that you show your love for God knowing that he's canceled your debt? This woman showed her love in humble, sacrificial service. When? When was the last time you simply, humbly, sacrificially served your Lord and King? Kyle Eidelman. A few years ago, um, in a book he called Not a Fan, uh, Kyle Eidelman was the teaching preacher at Southeast. He's now uh, the preaching preacher at Southeast. And he made a statement in that book that has stuck with me over the years since I went through that study. He said this, Confessing Jesus as Lord is not something we say with our mouth it is something we say with our lives so i ask you who or what is your life saying is lord Father God, we know that one day, ultimately, every knee will bend. It'll either bend in in worship or it will bend in defiance. Father, we know that our world is always full of those who will live as though you don't exist. And we know, Father, that your people are constantly looking towards truth and looking towards the day when we can see your face. We pray, Father, that we leave none behind of those of our family, of those of our friends, or of those that you put in our path who need to know of Jesus, the sacrifice, and the life that you will give for all eternity through Christ our Lord. As we give you these moments, Father, May we commit to your mission. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.